Sometimes you just meet people in the world who you feel are just certified geniuses. They're like Einstein in the flesh again. And Robert Spitzer was one of those men. He didn't just have one master's degree, he had three of them. In fact, he also got a doctorate in philosophy as well. And on top of all of that, he graduated summa cum laude. If you don't know what that means, he graduated with the highest praise. It means that he was at the top of his class. Unfortunately for him, though, while he was studying in Rome, he developed what's known as retinitis pigmentosa. And that is the deterioration of the retina, the place in your eye which receives the light so that you can see. And so the doctor said that you're going to eventually become blind. And I always think it's so fascinating that this man with this brilliant intellect, but God in his providence also chose to allow him to be blind as well too. You know, this man now with this great intellect is now He's running into pillars at the airport. He's afraid of falling downstairs. He needs to ask someone to drive him if he needs to go anywhere. Very humbled and in deep suffering. And so in that moment of great suffering like all of us do, he was seeking a new path that leads to life. He was seeking a deeper happiness than what he'd had before. And I think this is what Jesus wants to do for each and every one of us today. Jesus is speaking, and he's giving us what we all know as the Sermon on the Mount. And he's on a hill in Galilee. But he's doing this intentionally because he's imitating what Moses did, because Moses was on another mountain, on Mount Sinai. And so on Mount Sinai, Moses, he began to show the people the path that leads to life and the path that leads to death. And Jesus is trying to point us in the path that leads to life. And so we cannot interpret today's reading apart from that framework. You know, last week we were speaking of happiness, and this theme continues even to our reading today. And so when Jesus speaks of being the salt of the earth and the light of the world, he's saying this is the path that leads to life. And in fact, this is actually the third level out of four levels of happiness. Robert Spitzer began trying to discern and figure out this path. And so he used his intellect and he surveyed all of philosophy and theology, going from Aristotle to modern contemporary philosophy. And he found that all these yearnings for happiness, this philosophy of happiness, can be synthesized into four different levels. And when I speak of it, I want you to keep in mind that he's not just speaking out of theory. He's speaking from his own experience of suffering about authentic happiness. And so the first level of happiness is what we all know as immediate gratification. It's getting that immediate pleasure or minimizing the pain with food or whatever. And we, and we know that this is not necessarily a bad thing. It's good to have our basic needs met. It's good to be healthy. But we all know that this type of happiness can be very shallow, very fleeting. And in fact, it can just lead to a focus on oneself. There's the second level of happiness known as comparative achievement. This is where we satisfy our ego by achieving certain goals in relationship to other people. And again, this is also not necessarily a bad thing because 
we can develop our confidence in the good things of the world and our skills and credibility. But the problem with this staying at this level of happiness is that what happens is that we need to get to the next achievement or get to the better achievement. Or maybe someone is rising up who's achieving better than us. Then we become jealous of them. And so this type of happiness can also be fleeting and can be temporary as well too. And so Robert Spitzer speaks of this third level of happiness, which is known as contributive happiness. And this type of happiness means contributing to the world by serving other people. It's that deep desire within each and every one of us to want to leave an imprint on this world, to make a difference in this world, but by changing the lives of others. And so Robert pondered how he could find happiness. He knew that he didn't have this immediate gratification because now he's just walking into pillars now. He used to be at the top of his class, but now he needs to ask people for rides to get anywhere. And so he's pondering deeply how to find this deep fulfillment. And Jesus speaks directly to what we are speaking of here today, this third level of happiness. When Jesus says that we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world, he's inviting us to the path of true life, of happiness, that's not based slowly on pleasure or satisfying the ego, but by being who we are called to be as Christians through service. See, when we listen to this gospel, what, what is Jesus trying to say? Yeah, of course salt is supposed to be salty. We all know that, Jesus. But if you listen carefully, we'll understand that Jesus is saying that the purpose of salt is to enhance the flavor of food. The purpose of light, we all know, is to illuminate. And so if salt doesn't enhance food, or if light doesn't illuminate, then what good are they for? They don't fulfill the purpose. In fact, I have a lamp in my room that has the power cord cut off. It just takes up space in my room. Right? Imagine if you had a, a car with brakes that don't brake. That would be a very terrifying experience. And so what Jesus is saying is this. He's saying that if Christians lose their Christianness, if they lose what it means to be a Christian, then they don't fulfill their deepest meaning and purpose. And so what does it mean to be a Christian then? It's in the first reading, Isaiah chapter 58, to give bread to the hungry, to care for the homeless, to cover the naked. In other words, to be a Christian means to give ourselves away in service to other people. That is what it means to be a Christian. And when you think about it, that's what it means to be another Christ, because to be a Christian means to be another Christ. And how does Jesus, the Christ, show us how to be a Christian? We hear it at every Mass. This is my body given for you. And so, if we don't do what we are called to be, we're like salt without its saltiness. We're like light under a bushel basket. It doesn't fulfill their purpose. But at the same time too, I'm not just saying that this is only something that you have to do, is to serve. I also want to show as well too that, in fact, it's something you deeply desire in your own heart. Vatican II, Gaudium et Spes, it's a document from the church, says that man cannot find himself 
except through a sincere gift of himself. That's very profound. John Paul II always spoke about this. Man cannot find himself except through a sincere gift of himself. And what that means is that if we want to find the deepest meaning of reality and the deepest purpose of our life, we can only find that by giving ourselves away. It's a paradox. It's confusing almost. But Jesus says, this is based off what Jesus is teaching. He says, if you keep your life, you will lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you will find it. And so Jesus is inviting us to lose our lives in service for other people. And in doing so, we find the deepest meaning and purpose of our life and therefore happiness. And that's that third level of happiness that Robert Spitzer was speaking about. You see, Robert, in fact, was actually studying for the priesthood. And he told his superior that, you know what? I'm going to be blind, so you probably don't want to ordain me as a priest. You can just let me go. But then his superior said to him and reminded him that your life is not something that's meant to be thrown away, but to be given away, even in your circumstances. And so Robert Spitzer eventually became Father Robert Spitzer, a Jesuit priest. And it's interesting, even though he was declining in his vision, that was in his second master's. Even with all of that, he went to do another master's and his doctorate. Not only that, even though he became legally blind at 64 and totally blind at 68, he became the president of Gonzaga University for about 10 years. He increased the student body. He raised millions of dollars. In fact, he also wanted to contribute to the world too. He saw that 32% of young adults leave the church because they believe that there's no convincing science or philosophy to uphold the church. And so what he did was he developed a website called the Magis Center, M-A-G-I-S Center. And it's this whole website giving philosophy and science, answering all the questions that young people have today. And it's all for free. He says, even though I've lost my vision, I've still been helping as many people as I can get to the kingdom of heaven. My brothers and sisters, salt is meant to be salty. Light is meant to illuminate. And Christians are meant to serve. That is who we are in our deepest identity. And so that's why today we prayed for our religious brothers and sisters, consecrated life, because they remind us that the essence of life and of Christianity is embodied in service. And so I hope today, as you are motivated by their example, that you will go to the ministry fair, go to those tables, and find a way for you to serve and to give your, of yourself. And if you can't find anything there that moves your heart, come find me and I'll give you something to do. You see, because by our service, this is how we participate in the fourth level of happiness. This happiness which is eternal and enduring, this perfect participation in ultimate love. Because by loving one another through service, we participate in the eternal love of God. As St. John reminds us, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God.